Hello and welcome to the first episode of World Cup Ski Racing with me, Ed Drake. During this episode, I'm joined by Ben Clark. Let's get underway. With the start of the Alpine Ski Racing World Cup about to get underway, let's take a look at the season as a whole. Let's start off with who's missing. I guess one of the first names on the injury list is Sophia Goggia with a broken ankle in Hintertooks recently. Yeah, it's a real shame uh, because last year Sophia was a, a great racer and uh, was Olympic and World Cup downhill champion. So uh, she probably would have had her sights on racing in Solden uh, just to get her feet underneath her. But certainly for the speed disciplines, it will be something that will be missing from the start of the season, which may well open the door for some other athletes to uh, sneak in and get up some points before she uh, returns to the scene. Yeah, so it is a shame she will be missed considering like how exciting she is to watch and, and how much of a of a breath of fresh air she was on the women's side. She you know, came in a bit of a loose and wild skier, came and smashed some results. Always exciting, sort of the Manuel Feller of, of the women's side of the tour, you know, something's always gonna happen when Sophia's racing. And so to have her not there I think it's gonna be really it's gonna to be to the detriment of, of women's ski racing for the first part of this season just because she was mixing it with the big guns. She was you know, throwing the cat amongst the pigeons with the Vons and the uh, Ilka Stuhetzes and, and those guys. You know, She was the person that you could look to to really cause an upset. Yeah, and I think obviously it'll be interesting to see if there's any pressure on her this year uh, when she does return. Having set those high standards last year, she will now be seen as one of the favourites in all the speed events rather than uh, someone who could turn up and win on her day. There'll be more of an expectation of it. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how she performs uh, when she comes back from this ankle injury. Also, Nina Harvaloseth, she's got strained knee ligaments, so she's going to be missing from Solden. But more importantly for her being a slalom specialist, more of a slalom specialist, excuse me, she's still planning on starting in Levy. Levy's definitely a good uh, track to get your feet under you at the start of the racing season. It's not too steep. It's got nice gentle rolls to it. And, and, and generally, if, you've, if you have got a bit of an injury, you can find some form there and, and get your feet back under you. But it is a bit of a shame she won't be racing in, in Solden because she definitely would have been uh, one of the people who, who's you keep an eye out for because she's such a clean, smooth skier. Uh, and on a, on a piece like Solden, you definitely need... Uh, that that kind of technical ability. It does show you that it's a you know strained knee ligament, so it's not you know a huge injury, but obviously shows that she's really targeting the slalom World Cups rather than just the sort of tech side of it as a whole, or looking towards an overall. The best part, you know, with City Event victory from Stockholm last year, she's she's definitely loves the short skis, and I'm sure she's going to be a, looking to try and uh, perform in front of the Finnish fans when when it gets underway in Levy in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, also, we've got Breezy Johnson from the USA. She uh, had a great couple of results last season with her best result in fourth in Garmisch. She's had a crash and done her ACL, so she's going to be out for the season, which is another, you know, it's really tough. ACL's the bane of any ski racer's career just because it's a season, it's a full season, and it takes so long to get back. So I think it's one of those that really sinks down doesn't it when you when you get that news it is it's a big it's a big shame for her and and certainly uh, another season where she could have been learning from uh, Vaughn uh, with it possibly being her last season it definitely would have been on the plus side for Breezy to get that experience racing alongside one of the one of the all-time greats um, <clears throat> moving on to the men's side another ACL injury is Justin Mauricio out for the season, tore his ACL and damaged his cartilage after crashing in New Zealand. 
he is going to be absolutely gutted having his best performance was last year he was fourth in giant slalom so he was really starting to find his feet looking for that consistency and then just to be dealt such a such a crushing blow before the racing season gets underway i think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough one yeah it's going to be heartbreaking for him i think this is the the, the third major knee injuries he's had had a couple of uh, injuries early on in his career in 2011 12 and 2012 13 Injury sustained playing football, which is which is never good for <laughs> for an alpine ski racer. Um, but yeah, third major knee injury for him, so uh, that's that's going to be a, a huge shame, especially with it being a world championships year as well. No one likes missing those those big big championships. I certainly don't. And uh, and also we've got Felix coming back from his ACL last season, coming off the back of uh, of that victory in Levy, where. Um, where we saw Dave riding not finish after taking the lead. Not that we're uh, not that we're living in the past, and it'll be interesting to see how he comes back from injury. Yeah, really well. Again, heartbreaking for him to to get injured in an Olympic year, but he's back on the skis. He's been he's been training in in Sassfay. From the reports I've read, he's gonna take it one step at a time. Maybe race in Solden. He's gonna leave it as late as possible to to decide whether he'll race or not. But I, I certainly expect to see him line up. Uh, in Levy in a few weeks' time. There's over 100 medals on offer between uh, the men and the women for this season. What is your highlight? What are you most looking forward to seeing this year, Ben? For me, it's always the night slaloms. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Madonna Di Campiglio and Schladming as well uh, in front of 60,000 screaming Austrians, uh, which is always a, a brilliant one uh, to watch. I remember uh, watching a lot of those races in my childhood, whether it was... Uh, Alberto Tomba or Alan Baxter had a couple of great results in Madonna uh, and then in the last couple of years Schladming has, has not failed to to deliver every single time obviously last year there was a bit of a, a controversy with some of the Austrian fans throwing snowballs uh, over Christofferson on, on his run which he really didn't react well to at the, at the bottom as you'd expect I probably wouldn't like anyone throwing snowballs no. at me when no. I'm trying to race either no. I think you're, you're right those you know the night slaloms are iconic and that schlabming in front of all those fans like you say is just is a is a wonder to behold but yeah let's hope that the fans can keep it a little bit sort of uh, more fair shall we say no more snowball gate but you know that was really tough on Christopherson I think he he admitted that that didn't have as big an effect in terms of the the deficit between uh, Hirscher and himself but I think still to to have to try and deal with that is not something we like to see from from uh, Alpine racing. But you know, sixty thousand pounds fans, and you talk about the two idiots that were, you know, there's always a couple. There's always a couple. I am most looking forward to. It's got to be the classic downhills, hasn't it? For me, it's got to be Vengen. You know, coming off the hunch off, going underneath the bridge, trying to hit hundred miles an hour before you know that last little S bend and trying to stop in the world's smallest finish area, or uh, or Kitzbühel hasn't it the speed the, of Kitzbühel the, Kitz, is, is, the rough ride that Kitzbühel is bouncing across the the Stahlhang and uh, and going off the Massafalo and all that sort of stuff and pushing out the start gate into basically free fall is uh, is going to is going to be mental what did you find tougher of of Kitzbühel and Bormio because Bormio is supposed to be one of the most violent on on your legs and back with all of the the ridges you have to go across I actually never raced Bormio, but Bormio, I think by all accounts, is is probably, it's tougher in different ways. It has the length that Wengen has, but it has the, the gnarliness of Kitzbühel without maybe the sort of, 
uh, I don't know the uh, the iconic, the infamous sort of fear factor that Kitzbühel holds. But but Bormio, because it mixes those two factors, it is a a different type of beast. So I think. Bormio is probably more for an all-rounder because it is insane. But Kitzbühel, that wall of noise when you come towards the finish area, you know, seeing all those fans, having everybody cheering, and, and I think just just the event that surrounds Kitzbühel with the Red Bull stuff, and and it's just it is a different beast, a different beast. So I'm already uh, excited about Kitzbühel, even though that's not until <laughs> mid-January. But um, and let's move on to the Brits really quick. Looking at Dave, what are your expectations for Dave this season? It's got to be some, got to be some podiums for Dave this year. He had, he had, a, he struggled a little bit last year, uh, and it was, it was, you know, exciting every time watching him race from from that first race uh, in in Levy, where he was, had an absolute monster first run, uh, and it, it just seemed like he struggled to come back from that, um, you know. But I, re- I really hope this year. He can really kick on from there. You know, he's still got a fairly solid start position every week. So I'm really looking forward to him laying down some markers and really mixing it with Hersher and Christofferson and, and, and all those guys again. Yeah, again, he's definitely got that in his locker if he's to be challenging those guys. He's <clears throat> on some new equipment this year. He's moved back to Dina Star and Lang. So he's been, I saw him in the summer and he said that he's really enjoying the new equipment and he's been fast on the new equipment already. But he's also now got Laurie Taylor who's joined him a couple of times in World Cup during last winter, but he's now Dave's full-time teammate rather than dipping in and out. So, And Dave said that Laurie's been skiing amazingly well and actually really pushing him to, to, to get better and get faster rather than you know just looking externally. He's now having to look a little bit closer to home to, to keep that motivation to, to really push on and, and battle with the Hirschers and the Christophersons, but also to make sure that he's uh, keeping one up on Laurie in, in training. And that would definitely be brilliant for Laurie training with someone at the quality of Dave week in week out because you know when you're training with someone of that level it really brings up your game as well so if if Dave can can bring Laurie up to his kind of level that can only do wonders uh, for both of their skiing in, in the long run. And the rest of the GB team you've got Charlie Raposo who's more of a giant solemn specialist unfortunately not going to be racing this weekend in uh, in Solden due to a back injury by all accounts and having spoken to him over the summer he's skiing really well he's looking forward to fighting for second runs in uh, in World Cup and he's certainly got the skills it's just about trying to keep healthy and, and keep that intensity level throughout the whole season because the season's long you know it may only be a few races for the Giants Lalm skiers but it's a long season and you need to be on the top of your game as for as long as you possibly can. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how Charlie goes when he comes back. I only caught a couple of glimpses of him last year. It's quite hard when the guys are starting outside of the top 30 to, to see much of what they're doing on the telly. But he's definitely one that's that's on that borderline where you really want to start seeing him break through into the, into the top 30 and, and really getting those start numbers down because it is a whole different race when, when you're starting that bit earlier. And uh, it's a bit of a solo tour for Jack Gower, making an, an, another injury comeback on uh, on the speed side. It used to be back in the day, back in my day, there used to be a few of us on the downhill and speed tour. But now uh, Jack is cutting a bit of a, a lonely on his own in terms of the British side uh, on the speed tour. But he's been coming back from injury, skied very well over the summer. He's looking to try and really build his technique, look, focusing on GS through the summer on the glasses, trying to really iron out his technique so when he gets those long boards back on, he's able to really start pushing forward and, and really try and find a period of his career where he can stay injury-free, which he hasn't now been for quite a few years. 
Yeah, when you look at people like Dave, who've managed to go the vast amount of his career with it, with, without any major injuries, you have to look at, at guys like Jack and be a little bit upset for them because it's it's hard enough sport as it is without constantly having set, setbacks from injuries, as you'll know yourself, having had to deal with quite a few in, in your racing career. It, it makes it really difficult to take the momentum from any good race or any good set of races uh, into the next season if, if you're always kind of building back to fitness or back to strength in any given uh, joint or area of your body where you've had a problem. Another another guy on the comeback is Nick Moynihan. He's had a few injury setbacks, so he, he really did just start his uh, his rehab in terms of uh, on the snow, getting back with snow under the skis this summer. So I think it'll be for him, he'll be tackling some fizz races maybe pushing into some Europa Cups just to really try and again build back up that base build up that confidence before then trying to start tackling maybe some Europa Cups towards the end of the season and and then who knows on the on the ladies side you've got Alex Tilly had a had a great couple of results last season but looking for a bit more consistency yeah definitely uh Alex did really well last year I was really happy with, with what I saw on the few races where she was making it into the top 30 on those World Cup uh, races and getting a, getting the second run, um, uh, and now I think it's really a case of pressing on from there. As we saw with with Dave previously, it took a few years to kind of transfer from having a couple of second runs a season into being a mainstay in that top thirty and really bringing that start number down. And 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 Alex looks like she's got all the tools to be able to do that. And I think and um, Charlie Guest hoping to try and score her first World Cup points of her career trying to find that elusive second run in World Cups. But she's been uh, she's been working hard and let's hope for her sake that she's uh, been able to get some great summer training and really use Alex Tilly as, as, a, as a sounding board for how well she's doing. And, and hopefully the two of them can, can work together and really push both of them forward. Right, let's have a quick um, look at the overall Globes, Ben. What do you think? Who is your call for the men's overall and can anybody topple Hirscher? Is there going to be somebody that is going to break this Hirscher domination for the overall globe? The, the only thing I think that can stop Hirscher is, is injury. He has been so good for so long now. Um, when he first came onto the scene, he, he did have some slight consistency issues. Like He could win any race he turned up to, but he did have a habit of pushing a little bit too close to the edge. Had a couple of straddles here and there. Um, so... The last five years, he's got more and more consistent. Nobody can, nobody seems to be able to touch him. Even Christofferson on great form still couldn't get that close to him. So you really can't look past him. Certainly with the speed guys, with the likes of Svindal Jansrud. and Jansrud, they, they almost take points off each other in terms of the overall. So because they're swapping victories between each other, no one's quite getting up the same kind of points as, as, uh, as Herscher. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think gone are the days where where the overall globe winners skied all disciplines. I think that the intensity of the circuit now is just is too much. You see Hirscher only really doing slalom and giant slalom with the odd super G. Very rarely gets the, gets on the super G skis, sticks them on for the alpine combines, and likewise for the speed skiers, you've you know your uh, Jansruds and your, and your Svindals and your Peter Phils. Those guys. Only have on the GS ski, the, sorry, on the downhill skis. They only stick into downhill super G. They may chuck in the odd GS. You've got maybe Alexander Ormark Kilda, who's trying to sort of do more into the GS, a bit like Yandra. But like you say, the 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 speed side of the chase is so open. There's so many guys. You're you're dead right. These guys are taking points off each other, and that just plays into the tech guys. It plays into your Panteros, 
your your Hirschers and your Christophersons. Yeah, definitely. It's it's going to be a great season to watch those guys, and 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 definitely, the like you said, the speed guys certainly take a lot of points off each other. Beat Foyts last year was was great to watch. It was great to see one of the Swiss racers uh, really step up to yeah. the mark because it's been a while since Kush retired, and and it just has been a little while. They've had a couple of sights of people looking back to having a dominant figure, but it was really good to see him look so good last year. Big boots to fill. Big boots to fill. Uh, and let's talk about the ladies' side. Can anybody beat Schifrin? I'm not sure if anyone can. I mean, last year Ravensburg beat her in the GS Globe alone, but. Ravensburg doesn't really pick up too many points in the other disciplines, so uh, Schifrin has slowly started to work a little bit more on her speed events, but she just picks up so many points in the slalom and the combines that it's hard to see anyone else getting near her. The only person you could think of is with Von concentrating just on speed this year. If she were to take the vast majority of Super G and downhills, but then you've got you still got Lara Goot who does a lot of speed. You've then got Ilka Stuhetz coming back from her injury last year, so that remains to be seen if she's going to be able to pick up points across multi-disciplines and, uh, and whether those guys are able to start eating into, into Schifrin's domination. But like you say, Schifrin's now starting to stick on the longer skis as well, really trying to wrap up and get a chokehold on this women's overall globe. Yeah, it'll be a good, a good interesting battle will be how uh, Anna uh, Weiflitz, after her kind of come back from injury she, she did a little bit last year and with Godgy out as well yeah that would definitely play a little bit more into the mix but Anna Vyth only came back towards the back end of last year didn't get too many starts um, so it'll be interesting to see what she's like with a full she summer's re- training under her belt yeah she really did sort of ease her way in gently didn't she for the uh, for the remainder of that season and then uh, let's just finish up quickly on Vaughn having released recently that she's definitely going to retire at the end of this season what do you think her real I, I, you know I can't really see it I can't see it if she's only you know she's what four wins away from tying Stenmark she's five wins away from taking it outright I, I can't see it if she's you know one win away for, from uh, Stenmark's record and she skis really well this year maybe she takes the win by a, a second or two in a couple of the speed events is she really going to hang them up one win away she's, she said she seemed pretty adamant in the interview that I saw um, up to this point, she's always said she will go on as long as it takes to break that record. But now it seems the injuries might be starting to catch up with her. She's had a, a really struggle with injuries in the last few years. She had some really big crashes and it may well have got to the point for her now that her body's just not responding as well to, to the training. I know she works incredibly hard at her fitness and her strength all the time. So um, let's hope she can get it done in this year. And I think she's also taken a knock, knock in confidence. I know she puts on a, a quite a brave front and, and the fact that she's you know very confident about how she does. But I think a couple of those, those injuries have really taken a men, her, their mental toll on her, on her abilities to perform. There's a couple of races last year where she was complaining in the press about an injury, which is fair enough and then goes and races and a cut has the mistakes brought on by this injury and it's sort of like I wonder whether for her these injuries are now playing so much on her mind that she can't put them to the side you ha- that's what you have to do with injuries if you're racing injured you have to be able to park the injury not even Vaughn can win at 70% anymore 
certainly not and it's, it's shown in her ski in the last couple of years she has looked slightly defensive I think a few very high speed crashes uh, will certainly do that to your confidence when you have the amount of speed that, that Lindsay Vaughan can generate any crash at that speed is going to stay in your mind so each time you're back out there on the slope it, it's in the back of your mind no matter how much you try and put it to the back so it might be that she sees this season and she thinks she can get those five wins to take the to take the all time title and that, and then she can uh, uh, ride off into the sunset and have a happy retirement. Well, unless here she has eyes on that blooming target as well, then maybe she'll come back when she's like mid thir- mid to late thirties and decide that she's going to keep going. <laughs> the, the, the speed that uh, Schifrin's racking up wins well, with true. as well. That's true. It, it may not be one that lasts all time. It may be another one that is is superseded by a bunch of the of the new new young breed coming through. That's certainly true. Can't wait to see how this weekend unfolds and we'll be back with you to review the race and look forward to Levy after that.